Hold on, let me make a drink. Oh, okay. Hey, Kenny. What actress played Vicky Valancourt in The Waterboy? And for bonus points, what other two movies is she well known for? She was in that one about the witches. Okay. What's her What's her name? her name? She was in the movie about the witches. Steal. Look, you can't steal yet. Welcome to Man vs. Model, the only podcast in the multiverse that pits humans against machines in a pre-apocalyptic called football prediction during Battle Royale to the death. Here's your host, Kenny. I don't know shit about movies. Morton. Was it the co- Covenant? Is no, that the which no. movie? Stop. It's not your turn. That's Farouz Balk. There you go. She's best known for um, uh, American History X. Oh, yeah. She plays oh, yeah, the, she's gr- in that. the girlfriend. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, um, the one about the witches. I can't even think of the name of it. The Coven? No. no. That's what he just said. Oh, no, The Craft. A craft. The Craft. craft. Yeah, okay. The Craft. And then the other one I was thinking of was when she was a little girl. Return to Oz. Oh, <laughs> she's not well known for that. You're an idiot. American History X takes precedence oh, over Return yeah. to Oz. I don't know. Nobody's Return even seen Return to Oz. What that you box? Fucking snob. It, it made like eight dollars at the box <laughs> know, office. Dude. It was one of the weirdest movies from the '80s ever. You're the only person that's seen it. I had never seen Return to Oz. <laughs> well, that doesn't surprise me. That's what she's well known for. Man. Yeah, I think uh, so. You pretentious ass. How's <laughs> it going? <laughs> Good. Great. Great. <laughs> Welcome to Man versus Model. Episode three of season seven. We are running down some conferences. But before I get started here, um, fellas and Legion, I, I want to um, apologize for something. And I guess in the name of um, journalistic integrity, I feel like our top priority is journalistic integrity. Always. Well, mm, mm, mm. dick jokes is probably our top priority. Okay, fair. Uh, making fun of Casey is probably second. One I don't, and a half. I don't really like that. Yeah. So third, our third most important <laughs> is uh, Jerry Rice. Uh, had 1,570 receiving yards in his second season, not mm. in his rookie season. Mm. Not in his rookie season. That was season two. <laughs> How he can anybody believe a word you say now? He had 946. <laughs> Here I am coming on yeah. and correcting right. myself. That's what good journalists do. Okay. I, I agree right. you. I agree right. you. Right. Yeah. you don't hear that a lot in the media these days because, <laughs> boy, they get a lot wrong. And, man, there's never any corrections. So, anyway, I just want to start off the show with that. Thanks, reason. Kenny. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, that's the voice of the one and only... Mm. Doctor mm. of the Dingus, Master of the Machine, his holy reverence, Doctor William Richard England the Third, yes. Esquire. No, all those things no, except those Esquire. Esquires. I didn't go to law school. I thought about it. Uh, Casey talked me out of going to do that, and instead wasting my life writing, uh, which I turned out to be mediocre at best. So thanks, Casey. You're welcome. Keep, you keep ruining my life. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I have a good idea, you shoot it down. You would have been a very mediocre lawyer, too. I have a feeling I, uh, have a feeling I would have been mediocre just at about everything. <laughs> you would have been like, I'm just a mediocre country lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about your city slicking ways, <laughs> but back where I come from, a square deal is a square deal. <laughs> I rest my case. Sounds about right. That's every case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and everybody's least favorite computer nurse. I thought I'm everybody's favorite computer nurse. It's the same thing. We all only know one. <laughs> Boom. I love you. Thank you. He doesn't. Thank you. I know. I know. It's all right. <laughs> Casey, the platinum toaster, splash tosser. How goes it? It goes pretty good. Uh, I did schedule this week. Um, I scheduled my consult for my vasectomy. So, so yeah, so I am going to uh, help, uh, I'm going to keep everybody abreast, Legion abreast on, um, your balls, abreast on uh, your balls, abreast on my balls. (laughs) Yeah. Live tweet that. I've seen that on, I've seen that on porn. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So in three weeks I have my consult for it. So then we'll figure out when we're going to get it. We're going to get it done. And then, uh, stock up on frozen peas. Yep. Yep. And jock straps. Because mm. you were supposed to wear supportive underwear, mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my balls will have scars on them, which makes them look tough. Mm. Gross. Chicks yeah. dig scars <laughs> <laughs> on your balls. Chicks, uh, tune in and, or chime in and see and tell if, if that's true or not. <laughs> For all the <laughs> all the chicks, all the chicks, chicks listening. dig ball scars. <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah, uh, Legion, ask, ask your wives if that's true, and, <laughs> and, and tweet us or whatever it is these days. You know, if you think about it, Casey's vasectomy is the ultimate dick joke. Hmm. How so? 
Elaborate. Yeah, I don't get that one. His dick is a joke. Mm. Well, yeah, but that's. But it's his balls. Yeah, it's my balls. Not so my now dick. his balls and his dick are. Did you know they're they're in the same region? Wait, what? Well, yeah, they're in the yeah. same region, but they're not the same thing. Kenny, they work together. Listen, Kenny, From a you're you're an ex English teacher. You're not very good at anatomy. Okay, not very good at anatomy. <laughs> From a cosmological perspective, they're in exactly the same place. Yeah, like if you think about it, for, in the universe, <laughs> right? Yeah, like they're, they're like right in the. Yeah, all, actually, all of our penises are in exactly <laughs> we're the same all, place. If you look at it from the visor, like we're all crossing Jupiter. streams. <laughs> if you look at it from far enough away. Hey, real quick, Kenny, um, we did have a question come over Twitter. Sure. And it it refers to so Chris Falica. This is actually related to college football. Mm-hmm. Chris Falica uh, tweeted out if you had a hundred dollars to bet on someone to win a national championship and it wasn't Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, or Oklahoma, who would it be? You said, you tweeted out from Man vs. Model, Texas mm-hmm. A&M. I said Texas a and I have another yeah. one too. So then Sean Moore texted back and you did not answer him, so you're going to answer him live oh, I did not on radio. Okay. It says, I'm going to need someone, this is Sean Moore, uh, at school bus with two zeros in the middle there. Um, I'm going to need someone to explain to me slowly how A&M is always considered in that top tier. I don't trust Jimbo as a coach, and they always have a misstep in conference play year in and year out. I know difficult conference, but they got to win out eventually if they're good. I just think that if there's going to be a national championship team, it's going to come from the SEC. And if Alabama isn't winning it, I think Texas A&M is next in line in that conference to to bust through. And I, and I think they're due for a breakthrough. They got any good players or anything? They have more um, preseason All-Americans than any other team in the country. Okay. They, they lost Kellen Mond, or no? Yes, they did. Yeah, so yeah. who's so yeah. that's so there's problematic. And yeah. they have a new line too, you know. But but you know they've got four and five stars just right, just line know, lined up, line around, and we'll and we'll study. We'll we'll get into them in yeah, our SEC conference yeah. preview so too. Stay tuned, Buzz. and that was just, yeah, and that was just kind of out the top of the head. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, te- I think Texas A&M. Um, if I were to put money on another team, that's where I go. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Who was your Who was your other one? Miami. Miami. A ridiculously easy schedule this year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's to get to the game, not to win it. I think it's to win it. To win it. To win it. To win it. Oh yeah. well, their ridiculous schedule is not going to help them win it. But they'll get there, they'll get and then there. and then it take you know and then and they point. have Derek King, so you know media. He signed a giant nil. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, the team, I was thinking of actually also has uh, big. NIL stuff, and that's Oregon. I think Oregon um, has got. They've had. Re- they've recruited in the top five for the last few years, and well, Thibodeau's probably the best player in the country. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And then um, I think they have a quarterback battle, but we'll get into them too. We'll get into all these teams for our, during our conference preview. So stay tuned. Yep, we will get there. So this episode, Legion, we're going to tackle the other two group of five, and also we're going to lump in. The conference conference less swine, mm, mm, yeah, no, yep. the the ones that have run away. That's right from allegiance. Yep, allegiance to other institutions and tried to strike out on their own. There's a new team joining their ranks this year, so we'll touch on that briefly in a couple of different ways. I mean, they're not going to win any games, but they're independent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it does take away an important rivalry in the American Conference, mm. a, a very important trophy. Established by one Bob Diaco years ago. Oh, so, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So we're losing that, which is too bad. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're gonna do the same thing we did last week. Um, oh, before that, uh, a couple of pieces of news that have come up since last episode. Mm. First of all, I touched on Frank Solich last oh, week. Oh, yeah, in Ohio. So Frankie, I decided to to hang it up this week today. Apparently, he's had some health troubles, heart issues, <clears throat> heart yeah. issues. So yeah, so uh, Solich is done. I don't know if they're gonna name an interim coach for the year or if they're going to. Um, Pretty, Try to bring in somebody. It's it's pretty late in the pretty game. Pretty late. I would yeah. I would guess they play the season. With so you know that win one for the old balls might still. Yep. Be it's in the cards. Be Coach Gennaro, but like instead of angina, like heartburn, it's going to be heartburn? like an actual really uh, serious thing. That yep. sucks. Is it fatal? And <laughs> angina or heartburn? Only in oh, Mexico. Mexico. <laughs> What's that from? Necessary roughness. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. See, I never know. <laughs> <laughs> I asked that for anybody that was listening and didn't know. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And the other piece of news uh, here locally, uh, UNO's athletic director, Trev Alberts, has been named the University of Nebraska flagship campus yep. in Lincoln. The, uh, yeah, Lincoln got their uh, got their fourth choice. You got four got times fourth his salary. 
Making, he's, oh, million, yeah. making, he's making 250 a year, yeah, and now he's making a million, over a million. 800. Whatever. It's close enough. <laughs> yeah. It's a good chunk uh, of change. I think it's actually over a million. Remember, no, no, no. It's 800,000 oh. over five year, for five years. Okay. Yeah. I guess what I was reading on ESPN was wrong. Yep. Okay. It was. Or what you were reading was wrong. How do you know that I, what I was wrong and, your, and yours was right? Because. Yeah, I don't believe you. You're reading the fake news. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't matter anyway. It was like their fourth choice. <laughs> so I, I actually like the choice though. We'll see. It'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah. I know you know he gets a lot of shit for what happened there at UNO with um with wrestling. You know, mainly wrestling. Mainly wrestling. I understand the football thing, but wrestling is real. Yeah, it's hard. But you get beyond that. I mean, like what they've done with their facilities and everything right. like that is yeah. pretty damn impressive for a, yeah. for a campus that size to to put together and, what they have and they're. Like basketball programs are pretty damn successful now, right? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. hockey—that's why I like him—is because like they were, he was trying to join the Summit Conference, and they didn't have wrestling and football. But he saw like he had a vision, and I, you don't have to agree with his vision, but he had a vision. He executed it, and he executed it well and yeah. successfully. Yeah. And like ten years of athletic director experience, I mean, I think that that's—I actually like that better than the Ed Stewart hire. I like that better than whoever that first ass wipe they wanted, Jamie Pollard, yeah. the guy from Iowa State. Yeah. That hired Matt Campbell. I mean, that's fine, but like, I just like, I just think that like, like continuity for the program, his his ability to make tough decisions and like and just stick out. Like, you know, he took so much shit and still takes so much shit for that wrestling decision. But you know, like I said, have a vision, execute and execute it well, and like, you got my respect. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, the more you think about it, I mean, it's fine. Um, I mean, it's I don't know. I was really in the. I really wanted Ed Stewart personally, but um, I mean, this is fine. We'll see. I he it appears that he can make the hard decision and can go through with it. So next see at the end of next season, mm-hmm. he will be able to fire Scott. Fr- I mean, maybe fire Scott Frost at the end of this season if they don't win. F- what five, five ga- games? Five games? Four Six- to five? Yeah, yeah. They're gonna have yeah. Um. So, yeah. uh. <clears throat> so I think that that's fine. Hoping that's fine. Um. When we also have Hoiberg out there, who you know hasn't exactly been successful so far. Mm-hmm. You know it, you. You think that he's turning a corner, but yeah, I'm way more bullish on Hoiberg than I am Frost. Oh yeah, so because oh, yeah. the recruiting is just so much it's better off the charts. Yeah. yeah, yep. So yeah, and and they're trying to keep Garrett Classy on, who was the interim and who was like the main guy that put together the NIL stuff for the university. So they're going to try and keep him on. Um, just give it sounded him like twice so, as much money. Yeah, just give him whatever he wants. Say, oh well, well sorry, we can't make you athletic director right now but, but you mean a lot to this program yeah. and, we'll, and we'll pay you like you do mean a lot yeah. to us that's, yeah. that's what you gotta do so so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens <clears throat> just let him work from home and he'll be fine <laughs> yeah too that's what I keep telling my boss <laughs> alright let's go ahead and start with our first conference the Mountain West so uh, Rich why don't you start us off tell us a little bit about uh, this group of five behemoth well at nine wins uh, of course you got Boise State uh, as king of the hill in the Mountain West but you know I tell you what the I was fucking stunned to see Wyoming up there at eight wins. I was like, uh, that's yeah. kind of, is that a typo? I went back and checked the day. Nope, that's what it is. Um, San Jose and the Wolfpack, seven and a half apiece. That makes more sense than Wyoming. Uh, you know, by the way, quick aside, do you know who's a sneaky good coach in this conference? Jay Norvell. Yep. Right? Dude went nine and three mm-hmm. year one in Nevada. Mm-hmm. He's gone 22 and 13 ever since. Against you know, I think a pretty competitive slate of, of teams. Yep, two and one in bowl games. Like, what the fuck was that when you were here, Jay? Well, he uh, was that the offense was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, I guess after like Callahan, though, like everyone's like no offense seems like is it that good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, um, after Boise State, you got Wyoming and Nevada. You get a big uh, clump of bullshit around the four to six uh, win mark, and you get down to Utah State at three and uh, three wins and. Uh, UNLV is one and a half with minus one fifty on the under. <laughs> that's fucking bad. Dudes. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, that's the breakdown. You know, call me crazy, but I like the over on that UNLV. You're pick. fucking oh, crazy. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Uh, I think they could get the three. What? Yeah. You're yeah. gonna have to go ahead and break that one down for me, Holmes. <laughs> well, let's see. Let me let me get their schedule pulled up here. Give me just a minute to to track this down. This is the good research we hired Kenny go for. Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Fill some space here while I, while I track the schedule down. Well, I can just edit it out. <laughs> or you could just have this just doing this. That's my elevator music right yeah. here. <laughs> All right. Okay. So let's see. So they're going <laughs> to. 
rethinking this already? No, 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 no. no. I, I can see. So I, I think, I think they can beat Utah State. Yeah, okay, I think they maybe. can beat New Mexico. Yes, they have Eastern Washington. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. maybe Hawaii. Hawaii. I think Hawaii and them are kind of. Uh, Where's it at? Um, it's in Las Vegas. Okay. It's gonna mm-hmm. be like 147 degrees mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. year round there mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, yeah, I think they can get three of those four. Oof. Okay. All right. I don't know. They're bad. They they are bad, but I I like the one and a half. That's all I'm saying. I'm all not right. saying they're gonna win the division right. or anything. All right. All right. So so anyway, that's my. Uh, that's my take on UNLV. So as for the rest of the West, you know, except for San Jose State, or I'm sorry, expect San Jose State to keep building. Last year, Fresno should, I think they'll compete as well. They have some pretty key games on the road this year, though. So if they're going to, if they're going to win that division, they've got to go through some, some pretty big road foes. We'll see how that goes. Speaking of Jennerville, my money is actually on Nevada to come out of the side. I think they have arguably the best passer catcher combo in the, in the group of five. Carson Strong, so right now, top 100 NFL prospects, he's rated 84th. Okay. And tight end Cole Turner is 36th. Whoa, okay. So I think that's going to be an impressive um, an impressive duo. Uh, over under 10 touchdown catches for Cole Turner this year. Uh, probably over. I'm going to say under. i say under? Over? Okay. So if if that defense in Nevada can find any way to slow anybody down, I think that offense is going to win in some games. So I like Nevada out of that side. In the mountain, like Rich said, you know, you've got Boise State. Hard not to like them. Hank Backmeyer is a stud. We'll see if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, last year's a hard barometer just because of all the crazy shit that happened. Uh, on paper, they're the best. They do have a new head coach, which I know you guys are going to touch on. New offensive coordinator as well. The UC Davis coach is now their offensive coordinator. Oh, okay. Is that it, where they got? Yeah, Boise State thrives on big plays. Mm-hmm. And so if they're going to win, they got to generate those big plays. And I know you were kind of poo-pooing that Hawaii, or not Hawaii, Wyoming, you know, the over. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I why don't you talk about what is it about Hawaii that you don't like? Hawaii or Wyoming? Hawaii. Sorry, I don't know why I keep saying Hawaii. Wyoming. Um, you know, here's the thing. Hawaii went two and four last year. Wyoming. God, you got me screwed up. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. You're, you're ruining my life just like Casey does. Um, the Cowboys went two and four last year, which, uh, that's not very good. Uh, and you know, their losses were pretty close, but I guess my point is like Josh Allen couldn't even lead the Cowboys to eight wins. And now they have to get nine with sophomore quarterback Levi Williams, who, I mean, this dude completed less than 50% of his passes last year. And, like, Homeboy completed 7 of 25 in the last two games of 2020. Um, I'm just saying, like, he's going to have to turn the corner or, like, several corners or, I don't know, maybe fucking all the corners this offseason if Wyoming has any chance of getting to nine and, and busting up those unders. So, I don't know, I just I feel like fading the Cowboys is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, to be fair, though, Williams, he, he jacked up his shoulder at one point, and they kept him in there because they basically had no other options. They have Garrett Beer up. And I oh. can do a lot. I mean, I don't know what a beer up is, but God I feel like damn. I can do lots of those. I can probably do a, lots of those, too. That is a pretty good name. <laughs> Push-ups yeah. and pull-ups, I don't know. If I can't do, I can't do either of those. No, but beer ups. Beer ups. So like 12-ounce like curls. Many yeah. as you want me right. to do. Yeah, Garrett Beer Up. He was, he was um, really bad. Yeah. Really bad. So I think yeah. I, I, I get you, but like I don't. I mean, I, I still don't know who he is or trust him. Just because he had a bum shoulder doesn't mean his, when he's healed, he's good. You know, like... I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know that he can take Wyoming to nine wins. But I think every year that goes by, that team takes on more of Craig Bull's personality, though, and that that fucker just wins games. The defense know? is sweet. Yeah, the defense yeah. is going to be really. I'm going to talk about him too. Um, I do think like a lot of the uh, the normies are going to take chalk and roll with uh, Boise State out of the Mountain Division. It's not a bad pick. They've won. Let me check my notes here. Um, oh, I don't know, four division titles in a <laughs> row. <laughs> That's pretty damn good. As Kenny was mentioning, uh, Bachmeyer, they, they got to keep him healthy. If they keep him which upright, is hard, which is hard though uh, for he's, him, he's a little injury prone. Yeah. Uh, he, but yeah, if 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 he stays upright, they're gonna. I think nine or ten wins is, is in the cards for them. Um, they probably win that division. And you know, I'm not uh, I'm not sure I would take the over though because of as Kenny mentioned, they have a new head coach and a new offensive coordinator. They hired within the program. Um, it's like Andy Avalos or something, the old mm-hmm. DC. So I, yeah. I, there's not yep. a steep learning curve. I don't think the culture changes much. It's just like you know, with a new HC and a new OC. I'm not. I'm not taking. I'm not taking a chance on any overs for that. But gotcha. I don't know. Um, but in the mountain, you know, the, or in, sorry, in the Western Division, there's a lot more parity. Uh, I still find it hard not to like San Jose State tribute. Mm-hmm. I know Kenny said they have some tough road foes. Hose Fresno. I, San Jose State's going to be solid. Yeah. yeah. I just like Nevada a little bit better. Yeah. Um, 
But you know what? If there's a coach where the gap between what he's done on paper and what he's done in reality is bigger than it is for Brent Brennan, I'd like to know who it is. Like he and Frost are like two ships passing in the night. You know what I mean? Brennan went three and 22 his first two years. That's miserable. That's really bad. <laughs> that's even like San Jose State bad. I know. That's bad. They were actually, he went like one and 11 in the two and 10 or some like horrible, horrible shit. But last year he went, I mean, he, you remember the, the upset of Arkansas when he, mm-hmm. that year they went like oh, yeah, five yeah, and seven. Yeah, that yeah, was crazy. Uh-huh. And he ran the damn table in the, in the mountain West last year, seven and zero. Oh, but he, every win was by double digits. That is impressive in this conference. It's kind of like the opposite of say coastal Carolina who right. won all those super close, close games, games came yeah. back a couple of times. They just trounced everybody. everybody. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, and they return everyone on this, on this championship team, including, you know, Nick Starkle, who's the star quarterback He was uh, from Mississippi state, right? He yeah, transferred, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's tough to repeat, and especially, you know, they're going to have a huge target on their back. Uh, and the whole last conference is waiting for revenge. But, you know, getting to eight or nine wins seems absolutely within reach, even if they can't even if they can't repeat. I still think they go over. Yeah, Casey? Yeah, so for me, it comes down to the teams we've been talking about uh, for the Mountain Division, Boise and Wyoming. Uh, like the guys have been saying, uh, Rich went through their quarterback situation. Uh, it's just hard for me to think that Bachmeyer uh, stays healthy throughout the whole schedule. I'm going to go through that schedule. I think they have four, or not four, I think they have seven for sure wins. One loss versus Oklahoma State, which maybe might be a toss-up. I don't know. Uh, I just marked it as a loss because of the head coach coordinator situation for Boise. Other toss-ups are at UCF. Um, at BYU, home versus Nevada, and home versus Wyoming. So I'm going to say under, uh, but not real confident. Wyoming, on the other hand, I actually like the over here. They bring back 10 on a pretty decent defense. They need the offense to score some points, obviously, like we've been talking. They do have a new OC, so that might help. The schedule really sets up nice. I think they'll go 5-0 and in uh, going into their first toss-up with Fresno. And then I think they will lose to San Jose State. And then they have a toss-up at Boise, and that's it. So I think that they're, you know, it, it's looking good to to get that hit that over. Now uh, in the West Division, the two teams that we liked, uh, you know, San Jose State, Nevada. Yeah, Rich said it. They they return nearly everyone from last year, so they know how to win. The schedule is nice as well. I have eight for sure wins, one loss versus UC, USC, and then three toss-ups at Nevada, home versus Wyoming, and home versus Fresno. Add in a bowl game and probably the conference championship game. Easy over. Ooh, time out, time out, time out. Do we don't, I don't think we are counting. These are no. re- this is regular, this is regular season, season only. These, these totals yeah. that we're throwing out. Oh, the t- totals are only for regular season. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was for the whole season. We've oh, had this conversation okay. before, and I think we yeah we said these these are regular season. Oh, okay. Yep. Well yeah. then, ignore what I just said. Okay. About the bowl game and the probable <laughs> Should just conversation. Let him go and then the very last episode been like Casey. By the way, those are all <laughs> okay. Uh, but anyway, it, either, even without those, it's easy over for me. I think Nevada we've talked about as the other contender. The Wolfpack also return almost everyone this year from their seven and two season last year. Their total seven and a half. I think they have six wins, six for sure wins, and toss ups at Cal, which I think they can they can win at Kansas State which actually is going to be a it's a true toss-up game I think at Boise at Fresno at San Diego State so they've got a lot of road games Nevada does and then uh, home versus San Jose State Uh, they only need two of those and I think they can go over as well but I do think the Spartans win the division beating Wyoming in the conference championship game Um, but the race between these four teams is going to be really fun to watch one surprise team in that conference is Utah State they hired Arkansas State's Blake Anderson to take over their total is only three and their schedule sets up to win at least four they should beat North Dakota, UNLV, New Mexico State, and New Mexico. So I do like the over uh, for Arkansas State. I know that's what's favored, but uh, All right. just, a, just a different team to talk about um, from that division. And I don't think that the three really indicate. I mean, their over-under should be four or three and a half, I think, because North Dakota, UNLV, New Mexico State, and New Mexico are not good teams. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the American Athletic Conference, the AAC, the USFL of college football. Uh, That's true. Yeah. Well, it was true, not this year. Yeah, they should play the multicolored ball, though. I still think that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah, they should. So, uh, Dingus, take us through the American a little bit. Yep, pretty top-heavy conference this year. The, uh, if the oh, I guess the Vegas win totals are to be believed at all. You have a Cincy at ten wins, UCF at nine and a half, Houston and Memphis both at eight, and they're all evenly split in terms of the odds and the over/under. I mean, actually, uh, you know, at minus one thirty, the market likes the Cougs the most to go uh, from that group to go over. But I think you know, more or less, they're all pretty much around that like fifty-fifty mark. Um, 
so those are the four teams that are, in, that are interesting. The rest of the conference, I think, is basically a snooze fest. Yep. You have ECU, uh, who has a rising star quarterback in Holton Ailers, I think is how you say it. Um, we might talk about him this year a little bit because he he looks like he could be pretty good. Tulane nearly turned the corner last year, but lost three or four really close games um, that could have gone differently, and then it would have been a, you know a different narrative around them. Uh, SMU doesn't have Shane Bichelle anymore. That might be a tiny bit compelling for like a game or two. I don't know. Although I will say the St- uh, Mustangs are sitting at six wins and the over is priced at minus one sixty. I don't I don't remember the kid's name, but they had their highest um, recruit ever. It was a quarterback that's yeah. going to kind of probably start this year. He's supposed oh, to be okay. really good. Right. So nice. That you know, if he can figure things out, especially in the back half of that schedule, right. they, could, they, they could, could make a run. Yeah, they can make a run. So yeah, well, they have the best odds of going over in the entire conference. So that's that's probably what the market's seeing. I don't know. I, mean, I guess that's maybe worth paying attention to. Um, I'm just saying, like outside the top four teams, I, do, I don't think there's a lot to be excited about in the, in the America. But maybe you guys disagree. No, I completely agree. This conference is going to be disappointing this year. Uh, like you said, outside of Cincy and UCF, and UCF, I think is pushing it here. There really isn't a really, really good team in the conference. I mean, don't get me wrong. Cincy's probably going to. Cincy's got a shot to like really upset the playoff kind of mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. Um. But uh, there used to be around like four to five teams that you would say that the conference could compete with the Power Five. Now it's really only Cincy with uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter. He's back. Can they go over 10? I think they have nine wins on the schedule right now with toss-ups at Indiana, which is actually going to be a pretty tough squad this year, and at Notre Dame, and then home versus UCF. Uh, They'll need to get one of those and then be able – well. Yeah, there's a need to be beat one of those. Um, I think they can get to 11. Um, UCF is an interesting team. Gus Malzahn is the new coach, so the offense won't be crazy different. Mm. Uh, they have Dylan Gabriel back at quarterback. They did transfer in a couple of Power 5 running backs. Uh, Isaiah Bowser from uh, uh, Northwestern. And then they got an Auburn uh, running back so they've got some you know they actually have some because they lost a ton of skill talent like over McCray, the last couple years been there yep. for like six years yep. yeah there's long as Otis like, Anderson been, or whatever his yeah. name was and, been, those two have been there forever yeah dude. yeah and uh and the whole offensive line is back actually so that helps they return only three on defense but they weren't that good last year anyway um their number's nine and a half I think they have nine for sure wins right now and three toss-ups home versus Boise at Louisville, because I really don't know how good Louisville is going to be. They seem to be kind of a dumpster fire a little bit right now. And then at Cincy, Boise has a new coach. And like I said, Satterfield seems to be doing just okay at Louisville, but they're not really wowing anybody down there. There seems to be some turmoil-ish stuff. And uh, we already talked about Cincy. So I think they can get one and go over. Uh, two very interesting teams with interesting totals for me. Uh, we talked about Houston at eight. And Memphis at eight. I don't trust Holgerson as far as I can throw him. But well, he does. if you're a bad back, you shouldn't be throwing anybody. That's though. true. That's actually true. Thank you. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> um, uh, but he has his quarterback back, and they have some skill talent. And the ske- but the schedule is the one of the easiest in the nation. Uh, they don't have to play UCF or Cincy. Their toughest games are Texas Tech, who's not that good, at Tulsa, and home versus SMU, and home versus Memphis. I think they get over eight. Memphis, on the other hand, I don't think they will get to eight. They lost their quarterback, their all-American running back, and their all-conference wide receiver. Most of their games are toss-ups, and I only see really four for sure wins and two for sure losses. So I just think that it's a re- complete rebuilding uh, for Memphis. See, I don't. I disagree. I, I wouldn't say there aren't any good teams besides Cincy and UCF. I, I, and I know there were a, you know, a lot of coaching shakeups too in the American, which kind of throws a wrench in a lot of these games. But, I mean, Memphis went eight and three, damn near nine and two last year. And and I know you mentioned they lost, you know, they lost some skill players, but they bring back a ton of, of good players actually on both sides of the ball. And they're, and they litter, they are littered with transfers from, uh, from all over the country, including dual threat quarterback, uh, Peter Parrish from LSU. Okay. Uh, who, who is pressing for playing time, uh, against Miles Brennan. Um, and then he had some off field, off field issues, and I think, and they and Orgeron suspended him indefinitely. How bad do you have to be for Orgeron to be like, <laughs> no, we can't, we got the Exactly, but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think I think they're going to press press those overs. I'm not sure they get there, but I think they're going to press for them, finishing at the top of the conference. But honestly, you mentioned this, Casey. Houston might actually be the most interesting storyline in the American this season, if only because this is the year we're going to see if Holgerson's seemingly batshit crazy decisions in 2019 start paying dividends or yeah, not. It's got yeah. to eventually. I mean, I if mean, it doesn't. Yeah, if it doesn't, like he's fucked, I think. Yeah. Because that was a big roll of the dice. Um, But, you know, 
eight wins seems like a lot, and but Casey broke it down. You look at their schedule. I mean, Bill Conley's giving the Cougs a sixty-five percent chance, uh, a sixty-five percent chance or better in seven games with five toss-up games and no likely losses. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I I know that you know preseason numbers don't mean very much, but come on, they play Grambling, UConn, Temple, Navy, ECU, South Florida, and Rice. Yeah. I, yeah, you can run that slate standing on your head. I mean, and Dana's a good coach. I know he's not making great decisions, maybe, but like he's a good coach. I think I think he, I think he can do it. Uh, since he's pretty clearly the best bet to win the conference, but I think Houston's going to finish near the top, and I like them to go over eight wins. Um, and the only other team that I like is uh is the under for East Carolina. Uh, and I know I mentioned above that the Pirates have a rising star and, and Holton Aylers, but. Holy shit, their their schedule's tough as fuck. Um, they have wins against Temple and Charleston Southern, but unless they have made like huge like huge offseason off season gains, I I just I doubt they will be favored in any of their other games this year. And at, at plus one ten, the the unders are on sale. So oh, I there like you the go. Unders, so. Yeah, there you go. Well, we're gonna we're gonna fight here in a second again. Good. Uh, so one interesting point to bring up: there are only eleven teams. Yeah. In the AC this year, Cincinnati or uh, not Cincinnati, UConn. UConn, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Civil Conflict Trophy has now oh, gone oh, away. Oh, no. They're an independent, so they're gonna, I believe, do the top two teams into the championship yep. game model. There's no divisions this year, so it'll be interesting to kind of test it and see. You know, this might be kind of a down year because it is kind of a meh year mm-hmm. as far as American standards. So yeah, I think that. Since he's kind of a a, a given, not, but I think they're definitely the front runner to, to to take that conference. But who's going to join him? I think there could be a scenario where you could see all these teams knocking each other off, and you could see something crazy like ECU sneaking up on some folks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're going to need know. a defense to go along with that uh, quarterback. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just think it, it's it's one of the possibilities. Like in some universe. Like some string theory universe, <laughs> ECU finishes second in the American. All right. Now I I like Tulsa though. Tulsa mm. they've got a, just a stellar D this year. A bunch of returners. I think that defense in a conference known for offense is going to keep them in a bunch of games. They got to figure out a way some scores to score some points. But I I like Tulsa to to be the runner up in that conference and mm. take on Cincinnati in that championship game. I think were were they runners up last year? Yeah, I yeah, they, they, they made a good run last yeah, year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was mm-hmm. that defense. So that defense just yeah. No, I don't. I don't hate the Tulsa pick. I just think I mean Houston's. This is one where like the schedule might take them Houston all oh, the yeah. way to oh, all the way yeah. to the end. Oh yeah, just simply not yeah. because they're the best team, just no. because like they're not. They're going to beat everybody. Yeah, they don't play, they don't play anybody. anybody. They played nobody. Yeah, who are you playing? Nobody. nobody. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the independence the switzerland's of the mm. college football <laughs> world okay really neutral is yeah. that what okay i guess, I I guess so mm. fine they haven't picked yep okay that has the, like a positive connotation to it and that's then, true and this yeah. the, the these teams shouldn't have a positive so they are like too. they're like the sovereign citizens of the college football <laughs> world <laughs> you know those assholes I, who get arrested and they claim sovereign citizenry you can't be arrested oh there you go yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. okay yeah they're like assholes sovereign citizens there you of go the college yeah. football world let's start with <laughs> the top of the heap question mark notre dame oh yeah over under nine dingus are they going to hit that nine this year? What do you think? The assholiest of assholes, <laughs> if you will. Uh, nine. Uh, you know, look, Brian Kelly has put together an extremely consistent program. In 11 years, he's won eight games or more 10 times, which puts him in some pretty rarefied air. Puts him in the company of Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. So yeah. that's pretty decent. Yeah. But these dudes are losing a ton of key players. Aside. They're they're like 128th in the country yeah. in returning points. Oh man, they are, yeah. they got gouged. They lose Ian Book, four All ACC offensive linemen. ACC, that yeah. one team will always be in the ACC <laughs> yeah. last year. And uh, <laughs> stars at every level of the defense. They they lose a star Russian. They lose a star linebacker, and they lose a couple stars from their secondary. Um, so you know you're trying to break in a new quarterback. They have their typical very difficult schedule. They play. Um, if they're going to get to 10, the margin for error is razor thin. I think Notre Dame goes under the nine, maybe even as low as six or seven. I would pay the minus 140 for the under, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the question might be, could this be the year that Notre Dame falls off the fucking cliff? And for who- humanity's so. sake, <laughs> let's hope so. I know, fingers crossed, right? Uh, yeah, and like you said, five or six losses is easily in the cards with that schedule. Uh, but, you know, if they do run the table, if they do put things together, they will definitely have earned oh, a spot yeah. in, in that oh, playoff. Yeah. And Brian Kelly oh, should yeah. be coach of the year. If oh, they do, yeah. Yeah. You know? As, as oh, much yeah. as I despise, you know, 
thinking that Notre Dame might be good. If I'm just saying, if they do, mm-hmm. they deserve it. So sure, that's sure. kind of where I am on Notre Dame. Yeah, let me just start off by saying fuck Notre Dame. Oh, here, here. Okay, I second that. Okay, great. Uh, now that I got that out of my system, um, so uh, they only have two back on offense. Rich was saying, Kyron Williams is back though. Uh, he's good. Um, I think the O line should be solid. I know we just they you just mentioned they lose a bunch, but Brian Kelly's a pretty good I'm offensive line say, recruiter, offensive line coach. They're always solid. It's just yeah. man, you got to replace some really talented. Yeah, guys. true. Uh, the defense returned six from a decent squad last year, but the schedule, like we've been saying, is not a good one to go over nine. I think they have six wins for sure. And uh, would you guys, would you dudes consider Toledo a toss-up? Toledo feels like one of those games where Toledo's going to be really close at halftime, and, and then good, Notre Dame's yeah. just going to blow their doors off. Okay, the so then, then then I'll see him as, then we'll have seven for sure wins. Um, I just didn't know, Toledo just seems like one of those teams that it was like, eh, kind of borderline. There's usually one team or two teams a year that give Notre Dame a game that they sh- that they mm-hmm. shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's Toledo or not. Yeah. So uh, listen, to their, listen to what I have for their toss-up games. So they go at Florida State first game. Mm-hmm. Florida State's getting better. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, for yeah. sure, no doubt. Uh, they play Wisconsin in Chicago. That's a loss. I don't even think that's a toss-up. No, yeah, a Wisconsin's going to kill them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, home versus Cincy. That's probably mm, a le- that's probably, it's probably a lean. One. It's a Tough lean one, yeah. Cincinnati. I, I would. Think. I think Cincy. I mean, depending on where how they're playing at that point in the yeah. season, Cincy could be easily a favorite in that game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, home versus USC. And home versus North Carolina. <laughs> those are tough. Those yeah. are both tough. Well, that's, I'm, I'm not saying, like, those are games that I'm like, mm. I can't for sure put them as losses, but mm-hmm. I can't, you know, they're, they're just, it's just going to be well, so, like, like you talk about, like, margin for error for right. Notre Dame. Like, it is razor thin right. in those games, yeah. especially. Um, they, could lo- they could easily lose all of those. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna say take the under. Um, it's that's this is just it's just not gonna be their year this year, which I'm gonna love. We may talk Notre Dame all year just so we can just rub it in. Yeah, all the fans' faces. Yep, exactly. Yeah, punch an Irishman in the face. Heck yeah, there you Wait. go. Wait, oh yeah, I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm part Irish too. No, punch ourselves in the face. Yeah, yeah. do it right now. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow, you really did it. Wow, that was dumb. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> Typical Irishman. <Yeah. laughs> I bet you I can hit myself. I bet you can't. <laughs> All right, uh, so Army, uh, over under eight. I Casey. But why Army? <laughs> yeah, I want to talk to Army because I think the number is really interesting right. with their schedule. Uh, they return five on the offensive side of the ball, mm-hmm. but they return eight on defense. That was actually pretty good last year. Um, so I think they have seven for sure wins, one loss versus Wisconsin, and four toss-up games. Toss-up games I have at Georgia State, which I think they can win, mm-hmm. um, and at Liberty. Like Liberty's State. not a toss-up I game. do like... I, Liberty's well, going to monkey stomp these idiots. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I just... I don't know. I just one of those... Kill them. Georgia State, I just I like Georgia State, but I do think the Army and them could it could be a really close game or anyway, um Army versus Wake Forest. I think I have it as a toss up game, but I was leaning Army, uh, just because Wake Forest isn't very good. Neutral site game versus Air Force. Um I think they can beat Wake and Air Force and uh, I think they can they got gives them a good shot to get nine. to nine. And maybe and I know this doesn't count, but if they get in a bowl game they can actually get to ten wins Possibly. for the year. Maybe. So I mean, you're right. It comes down to how well the Knights' defense can reprise their 2020 performance. I mean, their offense is just their offense; it's all plug and play. Yeah. But what was really surprising was their defense. Uh, and you know, this year they could easily start 4-0 because that schedule is super soft. Mm-hmm. But October is going to be a fucking biatch, dude. They get they got Ball State, Wisconsin, Wake Forest, and Air Force, as you pointed out. Um, but you know, those are going to be all like run heavy, like, grind you down kind of teams. I don't know about Wake Forest, but the other ones will be. Um, and then the first week of November, um, you know, well, I guess they have Air Force the first week of November, so that isn't not quite October, but you know what I'm saying. They basically get two weeks off against Bucknell and UMass, right? So two mm-hmm. two wins, easy wins, but then they come back against Liberty and Navy. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that there, are, in theory, there are nine wins on this schedule. I just hate the way that it sets up in, yeah. in this like like front loaded easy win, and then just like meat grinder, and then a couple easy wins, and then another meat grinder at the end. Sure. Um, I would I would stay away, but uh, but I, in, like there there could be an an outside chance that you know nine wins is possible. I don't know about ten. Ten seems like it's pushing it. Oh, ten! I ten yeah, with yeah. with the bowl game. I think. All right, uh, let's talk a little UMass football. Who doesn't like to talk Minutemen football? <laughs> uh, well, we like it. We like it, and there's a reason <laughs> because their total is. One point five. Heck yeah, one and a half. You wow. know, actually, you know, I'm I'm looking at their schedule right now. 
So they have, I think, four possible wins on this guy. Yes, yes. I really think mm, they do. Yes. Mm. What's What's interesting is according to S and P, they play Maine. Yes, Maine. By the way, had that wonderful um, cover last year. Their their um, their calendar. Oh the yeah, year yeah, yeah. With the with the, the lineman, lineman. With the big old belly. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. My, it's my picture still on Twitter. <laughs> is that lineman in the '69 jersey with his mm-hmm. belly flopping? <laughs> I just fucking love it. Um, so. S&P is only giving UMass a 36% chance to beat Maine. Wow, that's not very okay. good. Oh, all right. So, they have the, so the likely win they have is Rhode Island. Yeah. And then they have toss-up against New Mexico State and UConn, but they have New Mexico State and UConn on their schedule. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's pretty uh, I mean, good. I, I like the over here, actually, pretty easily. I think, I think three is almost a given, and maybe even four. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, UMass. Uh, they only played four games last year. Scored a whopping twelve points total. <laughs> Man, wow. yeah, yeah. But I'm right there with Kenny. Um, I that schedule. I'm gonna go out a limb. At, well, I wasn't gonna go. I mean, it's not a limb now that Kenny's already predicted that he can say that. <laughs> and I was gonna say this was my biggest prediction on this podcast nope, that they would get stole over. Stole your thunder, but he stole it all. So and I didn't even have anything written on it. <laughs> Bat that out. So Sorry. Fuck, fuck you, Kenny, and take the over. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, dude. Uh, New Mexico State is definitely, definitely the worst of all the Indies, and and I, I, I mean, I don't think UMass is in any real danger of going under. You guys spelled it out pretty well. Next, you have some decent transfers on uh, from the Power Five. They got a bunch of Power Five guys. They have a new coach too, who's a pretty good recruiter. It sounds like. So I mean, I'm not saying they're tr- going to turn the corner anytime soon, but they're not going to be as bad as they have been in recent years. Uh, New Mexico State, on the other hand, is coming <laughs> off a two and twelve campaign in 2019. They canceled their 2020 season, but they had some like weird spring exhibition games. Did you guys know this? Against Dixie State, who they beat by seven on a last second touchdown. Yeah, and Tarleton. And the Harleton yeah. Texans, who beat them 43 to 17. Yeah. Tarleton has that quarterback that threw for like a thousand yards in four games last year. three games. Uh, I yeah. They got fucking smoked by the Texans. Uh, they're the worst team in, in the FBS this year, and I guess maybe the FCS as well. So I don't see how they're going to win a single game. I, I'm gonna, I think we should be paying attention to New Mexico State because they're going to be fucking terrible. <laughs> Yes, I can't wait for that. Remember that one year we had when UMass was in the MAC. <laughs> yeah, they played. Was it Miami of Ohio? Oh yeah, or something. Oh, and they were like, both over oh, oh and ten. And or somebody had like that. to win. This. That was so fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to track these guys the whole time. All right, let's do it. We'll keep an eye on them. All right, let's finish up with Liberty. I think the most intriguing team. Yep. Uh, there's so many reasons to hate them, but are also the reasons why you have to love them. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's, just, it's almost like it's gone full circle, it's like wrapped back around on yeah. itself. And yeah. I just like them again. Yeah, they've become as ironic as Christianity itself. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's almost a lovable. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost quaint. Yeah, quaint. Yeah, so Dingus, what do you think of uh, Malik Willis, man. Dude is dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gus, how do you think Gus Melzahn is just feeling about Yeah. About letting him go, you know. Yeah, he was he was an Auburn uh, yeah. backup, and he and he went to and he went to Liberty. I think he's, I think that same CBS Sports Top 100 players had him as 16th. Yeah, in the country, play, as a player that is a fucking Liberty. That's a swing and a miss there. I mean, dude, he's an effective passer. We know that, but like in six of their 11 games, he also led the team in rushing, and they have some pretty good running backs. Uh, Joshua Mack, for example, they lost a couple, but I but you know Mack is back this year, so I mean they're going to be good. The only thing that scares me about the Flames is they had five games that were within six points or less last year, and they went four and one in those. So we mentioned this before, just like the variance. If that snaps back on them, you know, it could go the other way. Um, the good news is they only have five power, f- two power five opponents this year. I think yep. they had three or f- maybe three or four last year. I can't remember. They, I think they won all but one of those. They almost beat North Carolina State. That was their one loss. Yeah, they like beat a, they beat Syracuse 38-21, and they beat Virginia, Virginia Tech, Tech 38-35. And yep. then they lost a... NC State fourteen to fifteen. Yep, and so they have Syracuse again this year. I don't see that as a big a big problem. Um, not a ton of uh, trouble on their schedule. They're going to need to be able to put teams away though, and not rely on getting lucky in close games. I don't love the over, especially if you're paying minus one thirty for it. But if I had to pick a side, that's probably where I put my money is on the over. Yeah. So your love affair with Syracuse has ended. I mean, I liked it wasn't with Syracuse, it was with Dungey. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. I'm a quarterback. He, core. Yeah, I'm not a he's team a quarterback. Core. He's a yeah, quarterback core. That's right. Because you had uh, Rippin. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brett Rippin. Steve Buchel. Oh man. Shane Buchel. Shane Buchel. I like Steve. Steve is his brother. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> brother Steve. He's cool. Steve, Steve he's, runs the Alamo yeah, in San Antonio. He's, like, he's just a bartender. <laughs> 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 he's cool. He makes good drinks. <laughs> All right. Question. Yep. Yeah. So, who finishes the year high ranked? Notre Dame or Liberty? Ooh, I'm going to say Liberty. Liberty. Yeah, I think it's Liberty. Yeah, I, I think, think so. 
They, they're just if for no other reason they play a much easier schedule. Yeah, yeah, they do. So uh, it was I think Pro Football Focus released. Oh, FBS schedules did a did a little um, analysis where they looked at basically they matched um, strength of schedule versus returning talent. Right. So they looked at that and the group of five teams. So um, the fifth easiest road was Coastal Carolina. Fourth was Eastern Michigan. Third was Liberty. They have their strength of schedule is 125th and their experience rank yeah. is 10th, yeah. which means they have a lot of players coming back and a super, super easy, easy schedule. schedule. Yeah. And they're fun. Like they're they're just like they're just a fun team. Yep. And people like to watch them. And I think I think that's going to get them some style points. The one thing is they're, they're, they've never had this kind of hype, though. Yeah. And so, you know... They're reading, not going to be able to sneak you, up like, on people. You need to talk about like reading your own headlines and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. this, this is the first time where they're going to be... You know, that's going to be in question. Mm-hmm. So we'll see mm-hmm. how they handle it. But, but you're right, Kenny. I think I think there are fun. I loved watching those guys last year. Because mm-hmm. like, I watched a couple of Leak Willis play. He is so fun. Yeah, he is. So yep. I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Well, that takes us through our... <laughs> we don't care about <laughs> what you're going to Oh, sorry, Kenny. <laughs> We don't have any words. Okay. God damn it, Kenny! You were done. No, uh, that's because I did. I ran out of time, and so I had just brought my book in. Um, yeah, they returned twenty starters total. That's a lot. So that's where that comes in. Uh, eight wins for sure. Uh, I have one loss, which is the Ole Miss loss. Yeah. It'll be a fun game. That's that gonna is going to be a super that's gonna fun, be fun game. It'll be a fun yeah. game. Um, there, there's going to be like a hundred points scored. In the oh game. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So toss ups at UAB. And a home versus Louisiana and home versus Army. Like those are what I have as their toss ups. Toss ups? I mean, maybe. They're maybe. probably leaners mostly. Ar- Army, but I think the scheme yeah. is going to be that's, the issue. There's no way Army is yeah. going to be able to contain Malik Willis for an entire game. They no, just keep no, him but off they the field. Yeah, that's like, like what they did with Oklahoma a few years back. Right. Yeah, they're yeah. just going to have to run like. The, but literally, can play plays. defense though. Is the problem mm-hmm. is like you know you 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 can do that if you can move the chains. Yeah. But the thing is with Army is you know we talked about this a few years ago is they don't have to they don't have to get in big chunks they just just keep chipping away and they just dive at your knees every fucking play right. and by the third or fourth quarter you just you can't run and anymore. that's their last game of the season too yeah. so they may be tired I mean I don't know I just I just have those uh, UAB is probably they probably smoke UAB but UAB is a decent team and those were the decent teams on their schedule you know right. what I mean yeah like so that's what I have so they though I think they're gonna go over nine um pretty easily. Um, and then they'll have to decide. Well, they want uh, you know the playoff committee will have to decide if they want a group of five team in. And I mean, if it's between Cincy and Liberty, it's obviously going to be Cincy because of the yeah. schedule. But yep. Liberty might end up being fucking. Well, they'll be ten and, or eleven and one, right? Because right? of Ole Miss. Yeah. But if they manage to sneak past them, though. Ooh. Oh, if they sneak past Ole Miss, man, that'd be Ooh. crazy. Especially if like Ole Miss plays really good. Like Ole Miss has got a shot. I think <laughs> their defense is too way too shitty. You can't you can't play that shitty a defense yeah. and, and have a chance. But That's true. their offense is going to be awesome. Yeah, so. yep. And we'll get to them in a few weeks when we tackle the SEC. So right, that's going to do it for tonight. What's what's up next in the schedule? Is it Big Twelve? Is that what we got next? Uh, Pac Pac-12. Pac Twelve. Pac Twelve. So we'll talk Pac Twelve next week. Mm-hmm. Are then, they the worst Power mm-hmm. Five conference? <sighs> I would. I would say the ACC. ACC is. ACC. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's obviously true. Because you got one team. One team. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Two teams. Who? Miami. I mean, okay. They're, it's okay. hard to trust okay. Miami, I know, but yeah. I think their schedule. I think we'll get into it, but I think their schedule sets up good for okay. them. Yeah, they have a super easy schedule. All right. Yep. All right. Yeah, so we're going to do that, and then we might take a little bit of time off as I travel the country. We'll see. Are you guys going to we'll do see. an episode while I'm gone, or- I don't Ow, know. fucking crap. <laughs> get him. That's what you get for taking time off. Yeah. God. Damn. Right in the middle of our preseason. Yeah, this yeah. is so much more important than your cool family vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's important for your kids and stuff. Well, sorry, guys. I, I could call in. I could they, call in and do the show. There you the go. World. <laughs> there you go. On fucking Tilt-A-Whirl. <laughs> on, look, on the Mad Pirates of the Caribbean. Cups or whatever. <laughs> See, Wednesday we'll be at Hollywood Studios. I could call you from like Galaxy's Edge or something. Oh, like there that. you All right. go. Yeah. All right. Now you're talking. Let's do it. Yeah. Now yeah. you're finally com- showing the commitment that we need from you. <laughs> yeah. All your good research. I'm sure, I'm sure your wife and kids will be super impressed. Yeah. I'll just say I'm taking a dump <laughs> <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> a lot of Disney food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> clogged in there. Like, that's, that's squares. You can, you can, a lot of churros. You can and, sell that. Yeah. 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 You should really just like try to clog your shit on purpose. <laughs> just like eat a bunch of pizza. You don't eat a lot of like carbs. So I think you could really pull this off. If you eat some of those like big, thick, 
pretzels and like oh, nacho yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. You could clog your shit. Oh, I could yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah. Probably could. <laughs> <laughs> I got a couple tricks up my sleeve. <laughs> well, well, ace up the old. Yeah. Good. Good. Oh, ace up the old b-hole. <laughs> ace up the b-hole. Hey, now. <laughs> All right, Legion. Well, that's going to do it. We'll see you soon. And... I love you. Bye. Bowers. Broken, shaking and twitching, kind of like I was smoking. Crazy, whack, funky. People say you look like MC Hammer on crack, Humpty. That's all right, because my body's in motion. It's supposed to look like a fit or a convulsion. Anyone can play this game. This is my dance show. Humpty, 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 Humpty. Okay, great. You better check your drawers, son. It's going to be a... <laughs> Oh, fuck, Kenny. God damn it. You should come to an Allendale's practice sometime. You got Daryl and me just that, going fucking full bore that for sounds, three hours. That sounds terrible. No, it's all, we're like Terrence and Philip. <laughs> <laughs> to have him saying, he already knows that Raph's, Raphael's the best, so. I can't wait till he rebels, though, and like, because like now he's young. And then he's he he's going to do whatever they, dad says, but one day he he's going like, to fuck you, dad. Leonardo's better. Yeah. <laughs> Donatello kicks ass, Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's what, well. Issa already is like Leonardo is the best. I don't know what you're talking about. I always like, like Donatello the God best. Damn it, you would. He's the one with the bow, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Raph has got the coolest weapons. He's got the little knives, right? The yeah, the, the size. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely are not the coolest weapons. <laughs> what the nunchuck are? No, the katana. Katanas are the coolest weapons. They're like way cooler than size, obviously. What? Size are made to stop katanas. Okay, you take a size. I'll give me a katana. Let's see if fucking if you can stop it. There's no fucking way. Stop what you're doing. Because I'm, I'm about, about to ruin, ruin the okay. image and the style that Rich, you're this used isn't, to. This isn't your mic check. It's Kenny's mic check. I know, but Thank I like you. to sing songs nope. too. Nope. No, nope. I will turn funny. you off. But yo, I'm making money. See, so yo world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and, and the sounds laid down, down by the, the underground. underground. I drink a bottle of Hennessy and got it in the shelf. So, so just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty, pronounced with the umpty. Oh, ladies, oh, how I like to fump thee. And all the rappers in the top ten, please allow me to bump thee. I'm stepping tall, y'all, and just like Humpty Dumpty, you're going to fall when the stereo pump me. I like to rhyme. I like my beats funky. I'm spunky. I like my oatmeal lumpy. I'm sick with this. Straight gangsta Mac. But sometimes, sometimes I get ridiculous. I'm even by crackers and a licorice. Hey, yo, fat girl. Come here. Are you ticklish? Yeah, I called you fat. Look at me. I'm skinny. It never stopped me from getting busy. I'm a freak. I like the girls with the boom. I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. I'm crazy. Allow me to amaze me. To say it, just don't phase me. I'm still getting in the girls' pants. And I even got my own dance.